Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Reality Realness with three S's. I'm your host here, Chantel Francis, here with my amazing co-host. We have the lovely Phil. How are we doing? <laughs> um, you know what? I realize that I'm doing great, and one of the reasons is because the amazing race is back. Yes. I'm a Big Brother super fan, as you probably know. I can't remember what your level of love for our Big Big Brother is, but this season that I was so excited about for Big Brother, I didn't enjoy it. It's over in about a week, and for some of the super fan, I haven't even watched this week's episodes yet. But so you get you get my point. So when I have the Amazing Race come back, and I've had the same history with the Amazing Race as like the length of time, pretty much as Big Brother and Survivor, it just feels like home, and I just they can't mess it up that much. So I love it. I, I'm loving. I'm loving. I'm loving the Amazing Race. How do you feel overall about this episode? Um, I am loving two episodes in, I am, I'm really happy that like we had a bit of a break, uh, and now it's back and this has been a wonderful show so far. Like, I'm really like, I'm liking most of the teams, which is really odd for me because usually, usually it's just one or two and so used to like with big brother, I was hating everybody at one point. I mean, now, now it's like, wow, I, I'm rooting for people to do well. <laughs> my, heart is my heart is growing. <laughs> you know, right? It's like, it's so you're not the Grinch anymore. Your heart is getting bigger and bigger. Uh, we have a friend in the chat with us, EJ. We love EJ. EJ, do you watch The Amazing Race? I know that you um, hang out with us for Love Island and maybe a little bit for The Bachelorette. Do you also love The Amazing Race? We'd love to hear your thoughts about tonight's episode. Um, so one thing though, that like, just to piggyback on what you were saying is that when at some points I'm like, oh my God, I, oh, I don't want anybody to go. Oh my God. Shoot. Okay. Wait, who, okay. Who do I want to go the most out of these? You know what I mean? I was really going, it was really sure. Yeah. And it was a, like, it was a nail biter for the, like the back three teams. Like you didn't really know who was going to go this week. So like, that was pretty cool. Like, and it's like. I don't know if I want the like the two blonde girls who neither of us picked in our pool. I'm like, I don't want them to go, but I'm sure Chantel's like, go, go, get rid of the girls. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to what I was feeling around that that area at that time. Um, I definitely had some feelings. You just said that you're starting to watch. So you've never watched the amazing before. Wow. It's honestly, it's just it's light and it's great and it's fun to see different cultures and different activities. You can kind of visualize whether or not you could do it or you couldn't do it. You fall in love with some teams. There's sometimes there's a lot of animosity. Like it just has everything that you need without the producers really being able to get heavy handed and manipulate any story. It's just organic. It's more organic, I find. Yeah, yeah. Whoever whoever gets eliminated usually deserves to be eliminated because of their own doing. Like very rarely, sometimes, but very rarely is it because of another team that they get eliminated. So it's kind of nice just sort of it really tests people on all different types of skills. Um, that that it's nice to see people succeed on things that they don't think that they are able to do, and it's sometimes what? interesting to watch people fail. <laughs> and so, just like just in, in reality TV in general, I don't know if it's just because like I'm from the last generation or the first generation of reality TV. We'll say that we're from the first generation, and we we're in the, the second or third generation of reality TV right now, and it seems what they enjoy 
but it could just be because it's all that they know is this overproduced like producer influenced storylines and feigned drama and i feel like it's ruining the integrity in my opinion of all these shows that i love so whether it be the challenge i love the challenge but it's like i'll watch it just because i'm obsessed with the whole show because i've watched it since day one but like do would i be a fan if i started watching it now I don't think so. And same with Big Brother. I'm like, I love Big Brother. It's my favorite show. I've had the feeds every year since it's been on the air. I watch the uh, UK. I watch Australia. Do I love the last five season? Mm, not so much. Do I trail off the end every season? Pretty much. And just listen to updates. So I'm feeling as though this is the, the Amazing Race is always able to stay pretty okay because they don't ruin it by overproducing it and. I think that's why I'm enjoying it so much. Yeah. The, I think the only only flaw that the race has ever had is at one point, it just felt like it was like always on. Uh, and so uh, and like it was going like back to back to back. And, and, and I think the fact that there's been a bit of a break has really re-energized me on like, I love this show so much. So yeah, it's just like relax. I mean, there's a few, I do have a few qualms that we can talk about that I'm not sure if I like or I don't like, but okay. I don't mind them trying new things in this particular game. It doesn't, in my opinion, ruin things. Like for instance, with Big Brother Canada, I don't know if I like the fact that the head of household can't play for the veto anymore. I don't know if I like that to be the new thing. I don't think it, but it's like yeah. this, the things that they maneuver in the amazing race, it doesn't seem like it affects it in a way that ruins the integrity of the game that much, that much. Yeah. Bit, <laughs> but EJ says, <laughs> um, I meant to say, I'm starting to watch this season. Okay, oh, good. Perfect, perfect. And EJ says, I actually applied to do the amazing race long process. Is it anything that you could talk about? Because I would love to know more about the process of the amazing race steps down the road. Like obviously you know how to send in a tape, but I want to know if you could maybe share um, further down the road, what the process is. Is it just like interview after interview? Do you have to get put up in a hotel for a week and do all the medicals? Like how does it, how does the amazing race process work? But if it was long, that means you got pretty far. So that's awesome. Tell me more. <laughs> So, oh wait, do you want to start with your survey? Oh yeah, so let's actually, let's go over la last week's survey. Uh, here are the results <laughs> that the audience gave us. And we'll see, because a lot of it went with what you said. So the team that they were most surprised to see do well from the first episode was Michelle and Victoria, who I think did pretty well this episode too, uh, from, from what I remember. Uh, hardest task, they said, was the fish uh, memory puzzle. Uh, Nathan and Cody, nobody was surprised that they're out. <laughs> Michelle and Victoria, the villains, and the most popular team ever, the one that got the most votes, Margie and Luke. Oh, look at that. I'm right on the money. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. My mom, when she was telling me, I told you that she was watching our, she really enjoyed our last week's recap, but she said, Hi, mom. <laughs> Um, she was thinking too, and her first person that she thought was Marjorie and Luke as well was something that really nice. with her remembering some of the challenge. And like, she started like crying, thinking about like a couple of moments where he's like, I can't do it. And I'm so sad. And, but like, he wants you so hard and like his limitations, like, just, oh, it was just beautiful moment. So Margie and Luke, we need to see them back, don't we? Or see, you know, I want to an update maybe of what they're doing now. Yeah, yeah. Ron, oh, I'm, here. Oh. I'm here. Sorry. Thank you, Ron, for the support. 
<laughs> Don't worry, we just keep chatting. You haven't missed much yet. Um, so were there any, there weren't any surprises for you in the survey? Not, no, uh, and uh, we'll go through at the end, we'll go through uh, this week's survey uh, poll questions. But uh, yeah, no, nothing too, too huge. Uh, there was one, the villains, the, the team that came in second that was kind of close to that was um, Will and James. Oh. People were like, oh, maybe they'll be the, the villains. So I don't know. I didn't see anything in the first episode, but the second episode, they, I could see why people might think that. Um, wait, 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 well, you might as well tell me, what did you see in the second, this episode? Well, I, actually, I think they'd be more seen as a team that sort of, they didn't seem to be getting along with each other very well. Like they, they and they were getting quite snippy with one another, uh, especially at the truck challenge. And then I think they said something, one of them said something to the other and it was like, Ooh, that, that, that was kind of harsh. Like, uh, so, so I think that they're, they're going to be a team that people are going to be like, mm, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it was just episode two. I don't know. Interesting. I mean, I didn't. I didn't clock anything. But um, when when we get to that yeah. part again, I'll remember some. Some of my memory would be jogged by like how yeah. I was thinking about them. Um, so we start off this episode kind of with the the heroes. It seems like they are being painted as the hero team of this season. So that's Hung and Chi. They came in first in the non-elimination leg of last episode. Um, what I loved hearing them talk about is what they're reinvesting in us, as in their relationship. They have three yeah. kids. They've been parents for so long. They've been you know, married for a while, but like they haven't had a chance to have their own relationship. And so this race around the world was an opportunity for them to start looking at their love and like working together and like, you know, I thought, I think it was really sweet. Did you have any thoughts about that? I think that's so, that's so relatable. I can't, uh, I can't, I'm so many couples that I know that have had so many, like they've had two or three kids and then they get to like about 10 years, the kids are old enough. You can have grandma come over and take care of them. And they, they, they need that week away to that vacation. Right. Um, and just to re reconnect with one another. Uh, it's really important. And, and I think people are going to, they, they're relatable to a lot of people for that. Um, I heard on, I think it was Justin's podcast, maybe I could be wrong, um, is that they were able to get everything into, I believe, one backpack or 15-pound backpack. They're sharing, oh, like, wow. toothbrush. Like, they're sharing a whole bunch of different things um, so that they don't have to have as much weight as some of the other teams that are, and, and they really lightly packed. And so it seems right. like that's impactful <laughs> on their game. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit light. Good strategy. I love it. Adam. Hi, Adam. How are you? Adam says, I agree about Will and James not looking great this episode. I don't remember them looking mean. Yeah. yeah, I know, especially at the part when they get to the truck and they were, uh, uh, the one was like, oh, I think uh, we should read the clue. And the other one snapped no, at the no, other no. one is, and was like, get to work or, or we get back to, to doing the thing. It's like, whoa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or I have. I'm definitely are gonna have some thoughts when we get there about that part. Oh my god! Yeah, I know you're gonna have some more things about that too. Um, so we see Kelly and Levon in the taxi, and one thing that I thought was good that they were talking about is like they never expected to be coming in second to last on this leg, but they're happy to at least appear to be weaker than maybe people were giving them going to be giving them credit for just for the fact that they're Olympic athletes. And so I'm glad that they recognize that their strength will be something that people are going to be looking at. And so yeah. they're kind of making lemons 
or turning lemons into lemonade with their standing. And I like their optimism. <laughs> Are you laughing? Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, uh, I don't think, uh, I think uh, they, they turned a nice situation, something that uh, happened to them into a nice situation. Cause I don't think really uh, they were doing anything on purpose in the first leg. I think they were just not doing well. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah yeah i think i think they were, they were good i like that they were talking about it and you know I, I felt this like they actually impressed me a lot more than they did in the, the first leg like even though they were always in the back so we'll talk about that a bit more but but yeah <laughs> I, I wasn't that uh, i was quite impressed with them so ron says they're broken up for sure i don't think so they have their podcast they have been releasing episodes um like he does this, describe him as the love of his life he's running the race to hit the love of his life and so i don't know if maybe yeah. they have that dynamic as like one's a little bit more overbearing so will being overbearing over um james if that's just like their dynamic um and that they get snippy with each other but they will always come back to loving. It's like not nobody taking things personally. So I'm wondering if that's their relationship because like, I wouldn't, I don't think any, either of us would allow someone to speak like that to us unless it was like a dynamic that unless was- Unless that's the relationship. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, hey, Ron and I have run charity races and that's how we speak to each other sometimes on it. So, I mean, I, I understand where they're coming from. Like sometimes you're like, no, just do it. Like. <laughs> Yeah, like, you speak to my brother or something on a race <laughs> be like what is wrong with you like whatever like you know I'd be, i would be very i wouldn't be as like honey just like take your time like you know what i mean i'd be like stop shitty like let's go like you know like stop i'm screwing it up <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wouldn't sugarcoat anything so I think that it actually shows a little bit that they're very comfortable with each other, that they're able to yeah. kind of be irritated or be annoyed and not be worried about expressing themselves honestly in those moments. So, yeah. and I hope they learn their lesson. You know what I mean when I'm saying that? <laughs> Adam says, says, are they going to Nicole and Victor's wedding? <laughs> social media influencers. Um, Everyone is. I mean, do you think that's not interview for the 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 hotel, like the 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 because it's a, it's an away wedding apparently. Did you hear about this? So it, I think it's in Bahamas. Oh no, I no. And yeah, uh, Bahamas, and it's like three thousand dollars to go to Nicole and Victor's wedding, and Janelle's just dragging her, being like, "That is just so like just so cheap." and embarrassing that you invite people to your wedding to basically pay for your wedding. And you know, the, she, she brags about Nicole that, that she has um, nine bridesmaids. Well, if nine bridesmaids and like nine groomsmen are paying $3,000 and they have to be there, that is a good $4,000 going towards your wedding. It's guaranteed that it's going to be paid for. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's pretty. I know, it's pretty slimy. Money maker. It's slimy though. Oh, it is. Oh yeah. I wouldn't do that. Well, it's Nicole. It's Nicole. <laughs> I heard that Nicole fans are coming out for people hard. Um, I don't know if you listened to Jolene Lenzer, but like she just has like all these impersonations of Nicole Franzel and Christmas, and the the they're every they're saying the stands are saying that um people are just 
what's it Nicole jealousy wow. jealousy or something they keep made up like a friend jealousy friend jealousy and they're like a you can't take Janelle away from Janelle and give it to Franzel and nobody's jealous of Nicole Franzel which is really funny <laughs> Ron says this is true um Olay backed out and now at the Ramada Inn in Flint Michigan I've never been to Michigan <laughs> no, I'm to Detroit I'm lying but um I did hear that Olay did back out when she they saw that I she heard was that, yeah. insensitive to Ian and his autism he she was allowing people to joke about him which was not uh not on brand, I would say, definitely for a beauty sponsor. So, so yep, she's gonna probably have to give mm. that money to stay <laughs> on their farm. On their farm, uh, D'Angelo and oh, I have to apologize. I was calling D'Angelo DeAndre last week, and this is because on Love Island, which I had been talking about every day for a month and a half. <laughs> that there is a man that was on there named DeAndre. And so I just had that name in the brain. Yes. And I definitely know the difference between these two men. I don't think that everybody that has a D in the front of their name are the same person. I just completely, I even wrote down in my notes, DeAndre. So it just, it just, I didn't recognize it in the moment. And so I apologize if I offended anybody by calling DeAndre or D'Angelo DeAndre. <laughs> did you <laughs> just let me go? I I noticed it. I think uh, uh, you did it like, like three or four times. And I was just like, um, this is my first time on the show. I'm going to be nice and not say no, no. <laughs> Don't let me do it. Don't let me do it. I was so embarrassed. Oh my God. Um, no, it's all good. It's all good. They're both very nice names. Absolutely. Like they're just yeah. different names. Yeah. I mean, especially as somebody that like people always ask me, oh, do you prefer to be called Chantel or Chantal or Chantel or Chantal? Or... And so people are always very considerate of how to pronounce my name. And so the fact that I wasn't considerate enough to even say his name, um, I'm very happy. <laughs> so, oops. Oops, oops. So if I ever do it again, or in any sort of fashion, I do not mind being corrected because right. it's, you never know what happens in your brain. You just start talking and then you don't realize you can make a mistake. So D'Angelo and Gary were, were definitely talking about being at the bottom, like they were last in, and they definitely didn't expect that being from their, you know, they're used to winning and being a winner, we'll say in kind of society, like, you know, probably captain of the football team in high school and then go into the major leagues, like, you know, not major leagues, but like NFL, and like, they are used to doing well. And so it was probably a very humbling experience for them. But I do agree, they did overcome adversity because Gary didn't look like that was going to be uh, something that he was going to complete. So how do you feel about no, their so far? No, they, yeah, I, I, I like the team. I think that they are going to be fun to watch. And I think that they've got a lot of great energy. I think that D'Angelo, we talked about this last week, probably at the pit stop, uh, Gary and him had a nice long chat about, you know, maybe you should do things that you're better at. Uh, because D'Angelo uh, was like, I should have done that task. And he really should have done that task. Like, it, you could just sort of feel that he was like, as soon as he read the clue and the guy, uh, they started, he was like, this would have been a better task for me to do. So, But I, I'm saying last week as well that um, I felt that he wasn't ready to stand up yet. And so I think yeah. that 
he may have maybe he's gotten the jitters out now and that like, he's willing yeah. to like, be like hey like I, we can do this i got this if i say that i'm gonna do it i'm gonna be able to do it and i think he was just nervous maybe of being the one that failed first on the team like i think that he just didn't want to have that on his conscience so yeah and it, probably the same for levon on the hurdlers team was probably the same because she was quite quiet in the first episode and i think probably she had the same thing and then being at the bottom, but they survived. They both got their jitters out for both teams. They're ready to race. So. Ready to race. Um, and then we get a sound bite and a little bit of a clip about um, Frank and Jerry. And so we hear Jerry saying, it I, looks like I'm going to have to rely on my son, Frank. And I was like, oh man, that sounded to me. That was like in my ear, I was like, okay, the focus is on him. Or like this, <laughs> I was like, oh boy, I don't feel confident about this no. doing well this leg. That was my first instinct. Did you have the same thought? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, happy, happy, happy. And then it got to them and I was like, that's a warning sign. That's yeah. probably the team that's going out this leg. So I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I put a big star beside it being like, probably out or near the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they had to fly to Columbia, and then so all the teams kind of grouped back up again together. And then when they get there, they're going to have to go to Namicon salt mines. So when they were there, they had to search these underground tunnels, and they introduced something new. So there's these 10 and 20 minute egg timer or like hourglass timers that each team. So did they have to find one? There, there was one for each team. So they had they had to, to to take one. So and so okay, so then that's why it makes sense. Then they, they decided whether or not they wanted to find a twenty minute one or a ten minute one, uh, but they had yeah. to find one no matter what. Like I, cause I was yeah. just like, screw the egg timers. Let's just be fast, like or whatever. Let's get yeah. out of here. But okay, if that was part of the task to find it, I was like, okay, that makes a little bit more sense. But I don't think that it's that advantageous to find the 20 minute one and get closer to the back of the pack. Yeah. You agree? No, it, it was exact. The, the thing to do was find one of them as fast as possible and sign up on that first flight. That was, that was what you needed to do. Yeah. Cause, cause it, who cares if you don't, if you don't make it onto that first flight, you're in the back and you, then if you get eliminated, you don't even get to use that egg timer. Like who cares? Like it's always what's the best decision right now. Yes. That's what you got to do. Now, I have a question with the semantics of this um, new little task in there. Um, so do they now have to carry around this stupid hourglass for the rest of the season until they use it? Yeah. So actually, uh, so I've been doing some research for you. We've got a little quiz for you about the yield. <laughs> uh, so so uh, I'm going to ask you some questions. But uh, one thing that I found out about the, the old yield was all the teams were given a sticker of their face uh, and they had to carry that around with them for the whole race. And if they lost that sticker and a couple teams in the past did, they weren't actually allowed to use the big sticker to put on the board. Um, so, so, cause you, I guess they put them in the little corner like that. They, yeah, that, that they were able to use it. Who yielded you and you see the yeah. name there. Yeah. And then there would be an, another sticker that would go on that little sticker. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, okay. Right. Um, 
um, so so yeah, so I have some yield questions for you. I want to I want to test your your knowledge. On. Okay, <laughs> like really, my eyes. Okay. I'm not really so. mad. I'm very I'm very open to this, but I don't think I will know the okay. answer. Do you do you remember the first season the yield showed up? Okay, I'm just gonna guess a season number, and it's gonna be season number ten. Okay, <laughs> five. Season five. That's what I meant. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, in that season, it was only used once, even though they could have used it on every leg. Do you remember who used it? Are you kidding me? Can you give me like five teams that I can choose from? Okay. Well, it was okay. Okay, it it was the winners of season five. And they yielded Colin and Christy, and it caused a bit of an issue. Season of Flo and Zach? Like, I don't remember who's on it. <laughs> Chip and Kim. Chip and Kim. Okay, here's a fun one. Which team, which team, instead of going straight to the yield, picked up McDonald's and ate McDonald's on the mat? Is that the same season, season five? No, no. McDonald's on the mat. Let's, okay, I won't answer. Let's see if anybody that's watching knows the answer to that. One, EJ, tell us. And um, do you know which team, which team has yielded more than once? They've used their yield more than once and they're known as the yield team, the team that likes to yield other teams. I don't know, Afghanimals? Like, I don't remember. <laughs> the beauty queens. The beauty queens. Dustin's and Ken. So the yield actually stopped being used after season 11. Okay. Uh, because After the first All-Stars, they stopped doing that. And then the next season, they turned it into the U-turn. Right. So we, so we actually haven't seen the yield since season 11. So when this happened, because I had no idea that this was happening, I was like, oh! The yields back as a super fan. I was, I was like, yield, why? I was like, remember, I'm like, oh, I remember this used to exist. Like, that's kind of what I was thinking. I'm like, this is familiar. But like, I was just, I've seen so many other iterations of the show that I'm just like, I'm yeah. kind of, I get confused by what happened when. I'm not a historian super fan like you are. Ron says mm. season eight. Is that a keep giving? It was season eight. It was the Weaver family. I don't remember the Weaver family. I only, only family I would remember, but I don't remember actually, is Stassi from Vanderpump Rules. Her family was the on Schroeders. the version of The Amazing Race. I don't remember that, but if I went back, I'm sure I'd recognize the team. Um, and Stassi was probably bratty with her family, I would I would imagine. Um, do you remember? Do you remember her? Do you watch Vanderpump? Oh yes. So she was the, she was on the Schroeder family and uh her her uh her team actually they they didn't get that bad of a light um but they were they feuded a bit with the Weaver family but I think that they went kind of early the Schroeder family. I think they were like third or fourth then. Yeah. Um so was it Kisha and Jen who had McDonald's? No, it was the Weavers. Oh. <laughs> right, you just said that. <laughs> I don't even remember when you say that. Okay, like you've done rewatches. This is like 20 yeah. years ago that I watched these seasons. And do you know how many episodes of television and Amazing Grace and Big Brother right. and Survivor all iterations I've seen? Um, <laughs> a, a lot, just like me. <laughs> but but yes, 
<laughs> you you watch all those additional ones too, though, yeah. right? Like you've got all those other shows. So, uh, one more, one last yield question: How many times has the yield been used, and the team actually went home that leg? I'll the team that got yielded three times. What? Only once. Uh, Only once. So it's not that it's not that effective. It's not that like doesn't really do much. So yeah, but that's probably why they took it away. Yeah, and ten to twenty minutes is does not seem like really that big of a deal. Like well, not especially in um, Amazing Race, um, with them not being able yeah. to book their own times and stuff like that. Like it's just it's just like front of the pack or back of the pack, and so yeah, it doesn't really matter as much as like you know ten minutes could mean like first or second at this point. You know what I mean? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess like Phil had said that they were going back to like you know the roots of uh, the Amazing Race, so maybe this bringing this back in was part of them wanting to be nostalgic about the season. So I appreciate it. Um, nobody used it this slide, correct? No, they 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 got the choice to, but nobody nobody chose to use it. So, and I think it's too er it's too early to use use something like that unless you really think you're in trouble. Well, yeah, but like if you're in trouble you probably won't be able to use it because you're at the back. <laughs> yeah. The person that's really going to need to use it will never get the chance. It's kind of why it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like for the second last team using it is kind of like they can push them a little bit further back, but that's pretty much the only time it's really going to get used because if you're at the front of the pack, you're not going to bother using the yield because it's going to make, you know, teams that are behind yeah. you see like, oh, they're kind of snakes. Like, okay, let's keep them on our radar. If we have the chance, maybe we'll take them. You know what I mean? So you don't necessarily want to put your target as someone that's going to be playing that ruthlessly, especially so early in the season. So I get why nobody used it. I don't think I would ever really use it unless it was to save myself. Like, yeah. So yield happens. They happen. Well, it doesn't actually happen, but they have to go and sign up for a 6 a.m. or 6.30 p.m. or a.m. flight. So there's a flight to where? I was so confused by the semantics of this whole section. Um, I don't remember where they went. They went to... Is that when they're they, going? They, they drove to Bogota, right? They drove to... Yes. They drove to Bogota and then they got... Yeah. They got where on a flight and they... What the flight was for, or was it just a departure time? Like, I oh, maybe it was, yeah, it was a departure time because then they drove into town. Yeah, that's what so happened. Like that's what happened. From your taxi at the same time at 6 a.m., yeah, yeah, okay, so they weren't allowed to leave until six because they all ran up the steps to get to the taxis. Yeah, okay, makes more sense. I just was like, why do they need to sign up here? Like, what's but I guess <laughs> it'll be daytime where they're doing all this stuff. Um. I guess that makes a little bit of sense. Yeah. Figuring it out. Adam says, after the amazing sleepover in the caves. Right. Right. Now, what happens in that situation? Would you be able to fall asleep no. with 20 people around you? It's like it's apart from the salt mine. Yeah, sorry, Adam. I didn't see that you 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 answered our question. You you saved me <laughs> racking my brain as to what could have possibly happened. <laughs> um, I can always sleep. Yeah, me too. But Ron, Ron said to me, he's like, um, I'm not getting any sleep that night. I'm like, no. Really? Yeah, yeah, he can't sleep. 
I'm just blessed to be able to sleep no matter what. Unless, well, I don't drink coffee very much. And so if I have maybe coffee in my system, I might have one of those weird cold sweats kind of sleep, but I'll still kind of sleep. Um, but I can sleep standing up. I can sleep on a plane. I can sleep like with my head like this. Like, I just, <laughs> okay, I worked as a flight attendant for seven years. Like you yeah. sometimes like, it's really funny. Okay, I'm gonna tell you a, a flight attendant secret that one um, a woman told told us once because we're not allowed to sleep when we're working obviously you get why like we're supposed to be alert we're supposed to be able to you know react in situations very effectively and be awake but the hours that we get some of the times are just very irregular and your sleep pattern gets completely set off changing time zones whatnot now the pilots are allowed to have intermittent sleep or like like watched rest times and stuff like that where we're checking on them so they're allowed to sleep, kind of, but like we're not allowed to do that same thing. And so <laughs> one woman told me once, she's like, well, if you ever want to like get some, just a little bit of sleep, just make sure you have your hands in the prayer position. <laughs> so <laughs> sleep and someone comes in, I'll be like, oh, amen. <laughs> Nobody can ever say anything to you if they think that you're great. <laughs> Um, I think that would scare me more. That would scare me more. The flight attendant's praying. Like, I'm like, what's wrong with the plane? <laughs> well, it would be another flight attendant that would probably catch them doing this. So, I, it, I mean, it might be scary to a passenger, but. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. But anyway, so like, you want to take a little, just a couple seconds of shut eye? <laughs> so, there is a secret. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> so they're driving in these taxis, and I'm feeling bad because, oh, no, well, first group is going to be D'Angelo and Gary, Eswar and Aperna, Will and James, and Hung and Chi were the first five that left um, the salt mines for Bogota. And so they decided to group together and work together as a team of five or whatever. What do you think about this strategy? Smart, smart. And I think that also uh, goes with the, that would not have made sense for any team to use a U-turn at, at the lead because they made this promise. I think this is a strong group of five that uh, if they want to, for a couple legs work together, they could push ahead. So uh, it just depends if they're able to, to keep that relationship going. But I thought it was smart. Like, I mean, you've got half an hour on the other teams. Why not at least push? Let's get rid of one of the other teams, right? Build that relationship. And this is what I'm kind of, one of the, the new game mechanics that I'm not sure if I like is really this like team, like front of the pack, back of the pack. Either in the front or you're in the back. And I, I liked it more where everybody was more staggered out um, instead of like, if you're in the back, like, you really might go out of the game. Like, it's, it's very easy for that to yeah. happen. I don't necessarily like that. I like people, like people moving positions and going, moving back and forth. Like I like it a little bit more scrambled as opposed to like knowing pretty much if you're in the back of the pack, you are racing to stay in the game as opposed to racing to win the leg. And so what do you think about that as being something that is, it's a new version of The Amazing Race? Um, I don't know though. I mean, I kind of feel, I mean, the airplanes, we used to do that to people in, in the old days where like, if they got on a good flight, they'd be up at the front and then those teams would tend to work together or they'd work together at the airport. 
and then the ones that were in the back struggled and it's almost uh they're thinning out the still controlling out the herd right <laughs> we're, we're thinning out the herd here we're getting rid of the weakest person so i mean they had a chance those back five teams there was five teams in there four of them get to stay who who was the weakest of those those five teams and it was close i i don't know i think if it was eight teams and two teams at the back that would feel really bad like that would suck um uh, the fact that it was half and half it might have it might have organically made it that way like i, I don't know well like we've been t talking a lot about big brother um in this like this summer and New school Big Brother seems to like having these big alliances that kind of pick out the the, out, the oh, outside yeah. alliance, and so I'm kind of feeling as though this allows for that to happen a little bit. Like now, those front five teams are able to kind of be strong, and now the bottom teams we can be just pushed back more, pushed back more, and not able to do as well. I know they're probably going to be equalized at this piss top a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. have a fight where they're going to things might shake up, but I I think that the, when teams could make their own flights and they're not half the teams on one half things on the other it just allowed people to move from their position in the race better and i think different alliances might um like develop as opposed to like just the front half for this leg they become the alliance and they're just going to take out the people that weren't in that group you know what i mean so uh, yeah i i did feel though that um it wasn't a huge benefit to some of those top front teams because the, the the first thing that they had to do after they climbed those stairs was get into a taxi and they all sort of arrived at different times at that square. Like some of them were already done and leaving and going, Oh, you got to go park up there. Like that's, that wasn't a huge help really. Like that was just like, go park up there. And then they just kept going. So I, they were helping each other, but not helping each other. I think, but that's like good. That's the, the no, no U-turn, don't use turn us kind of packs and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. kind of like they're able to group together as because they were lucky enough to be at the front of the pack this particular leg. Right. That I'm thinking it right. may impact the people that weren't it in may. that front group this leg. And so that's what I'm just worried yeah. about is that the bullying of like the group mentality of the people in the front. So, I mean, I could be wrong, but well, I'm just, I just we'll so keep an eye on it. PTSD for like these big blob alliances. Just Big Brother has scarred you this season, hasn't it? Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's so painful. I think I'm going to watch yeah. tonight. I haven't watched this week's episodes. It's crazy. Adam says that he wouldn't have slept. Um, less about the people yeah. and more about you are underground in a cave. Uh, no, I think I'd do it. I don't think I would care. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> no, I don't think I'd care. No, I like sleep. So okay, maybe you can also help me understand what happened here. So they get, they parked their taxi somewhere. It didn't seem like it was like a designated spot to park the taxi. Then they had to go on foot yeah. somewhere. Was there a specific name to where they had to go on foot? Um, they were given the information and the clue depending on what item they got. So they either had a golden, um, I missed what, it was it was a golden statue little statue yeah, or, it was a golden raft golden raft or like an emerald stone uh the emerald stone they had to find out in the square um but they didn't they had to find the person so they knew it was in the square but they didn't know who exactly to go to and then the golden raft they had to go just a little bit further and go into a place so they they actually were told to go straight to this location so 
might so have taken a little, just a little bit longer. But between the raft and the the emerald, they just picked out of a uh, out of a basket. And uh, honestly, I did not really get the vibe that any of the teams had. Like, I I don't think that there was like an advantage on either of them because they were in the exact same place almost. They were just one was in the building like because it was like a square and one was in the square so, right. so it I didn't really affect too much if they were in the front of the path like all working together that they would have all chosen the same one that's why i was just like what like why wouldn't they have all just chosen the emerald and find the emerald together but i was like maybe there was a re rhyme or reason as to why they picked one over the other so you're just saying one was slightly further away but not much kind of thing but not much, yeah. And uh, honestly, I did not really get a vibe as to why why they did that. Like, I mean, if they had split them up and, like, they had to just pick one and find out what it was, like, by surprise, that might have been more fun, especially if they were in two sort of different places. <laughs> right. But the fact that they were in the same place, I was like, why are we, why, wait, who cares? Like, and then they didn't even have to do anything with them. They just, here's the rock. Here's the rap. I mean, I wasn't, I, I was a little bit happy with the guy that was like, this is a fake. <laughs> and um, Riley yeah. was like, uh, what? Uh, we just ran around two hours. And, like they're starting to like backpedal. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I have to go do this again. And the guy is still getting like, <laughs> <laughs> that was a good misdirected, nice acting chops on the man, the bearded man. In, in the <laughs> um, so, Five teams, yeah, they work together. Um, Hung and Chi, though, they had a lot of trouble finding the dealer. And I thought I was getting worried. I know that the editing is going to make me feel a certain way about certain things happening. And so I, I fell for it again. But were you worried about them? Like when they didn't seem to be able to find the dealer? No, no I knew that they, I knew that they would find it. It wasn't that hard of a task, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, you just look for the people that are standing in one place in the square <laughs> for that part. But. Why do you think, though, that Riley and Madison had so much trouble finding their taxi driver? Did he, did he move or did they just not remember where he was or was planning on parking? Um, I don't know because the other teams all got them to go to that like parking sort of area and they got out of their car like right at the square. I don't know if they had told him to stay. Um, mm. I would think that they would, um, but maybe he had to move because I think that they got out and it was they went straight in. So, so maybe the car had to move, and I don't know. But it, it was funny that the taxi driver found them and not the other way around. So that's <laughs> a nice taxi driver. <laughs> well, I mean, he probably wants to be like, oh, you like uh, get some money out of these guys. They have that's money. right. Um, a, but. He, they also, he waited for them. So maybe he kept the meter running and he wants to get his money yeah. there. <laughs> and he, like, it's a guaranteed fare. They're going to take him somewhere else. So I, I mean, I'd probably look for them too, because I'd be like, I want that yeah. fare from these American guys. My thought. Um, I was worried about them though. I was like, oh my God, are they going to like, I felt like a lot of messy gameplay was happening this episode. I was like, you yeah. can't floppy so early. Like, I hope you guys clean this up. <laughs> I feel like they sort of tried to make it seem like that was more of a dramatic task, but <laughs> realistically it was climb stairs and deliver an item to a place right there. Uh, they didn't really do much in that task. So yeah. yeah I think the hard nice. was Riley and Madison finding their taxi driver was a harder task than what they had to do. Yeah. The amazing race. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> that they receive is um, who feels like clowning around. So, all right, I would probably do this. Who feels like clowning around? Me. So it would be. I would say if because we didn't get to see what was in the building when you approached the the box, and so if you open it up and it says who feels like clowning around, I would say you because I. <laughs> Hate clowns. <laughs> you people. I cannot stand them. I don't understand people that want to be clowns. I don't get it. It's not my world. So you can't stand clowns. Can we talk a little bit about this? Um, is it like you had an ex Oh, I didn't realize I had my bachelorette sticker up here. Did you notice this and didn't tell me? You did, didn't you? No. Oh, there it oh, it's so cute. <laughs> Um, continue chatting while I figure out how to change this, if I can do it right now. All right. Well, I don't like clowns because I don't like um, not knowing who it is behind the makeup. Okay. Um, it isn't really as much of a horror movie thing or anything like that. It's, it's, I had the same thing with like people in mascot outfits and that it's because I don't know who it is. And so it, it freaks me out. And I just don't, I don't get why people want to do that. <laughs> like, okay, so how do you feel about Halloween? Halloween's the one, I love Halloween, but clouds still creep me out on Halloween. So I don't know. <laughs> um, well, this is not really a funny story, but um, you know that I, I host um, a weekend long Big Brother. And at the house that we do it, the owner, he's a big fan of, um, Halloween and he always has these grandiose Halloween parties with tons of decorations and whatnot. So in his garage, he has like some clown paraphernalia. And so I think one of the people that were playing, one of the house guests knew that one was like, they'd said that like, Oh, I'm scared of clowns. Kind of like how you just kind of disclose that you don't really right. know whatever. I don't know if he realized that she was terrified of them. So he, he brought the the clown in and put it in her sleeping area. And so when she went to get her stuff, she sees this clown and gets scared. And so scared that she actually had a panic attack, had to call her, her parents. Like, it was like, it became a, a very, very, I mean, granted, she was drinking, so maybe her emotions were a little bit high or whatnot. But, like, she really, <laughs> and I didn't know that that really was a thing, that people have panic attacks and, like, these really intense emotional responses to clowns. So I was smiling. Yeah, it's scary. It's very scary. <laughs> I might have said, I'm not afraid of clowns. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was, that was my first experience of somebody that actually was like very traumatized by clowns or yeah. I don't know, has some, history with them that like doesn't really allow her to react very well to them so that was an interesting experience but to me i don't mind clowns i'll dress up like a clown right. um in school so i went to an art school in grade four there was actually we had to take clowning and miming and stuff like that and so i can do a little a little bit of mime stuff <laughs> like um yeah, pull a rope <laughs> i can do that we had to do clowning and stuff like that as well so I'm familiar with that. And then okay. I was a gymnast as well. So the type rope thing seems like it would be kind of easy. Um, and I've been a waitress, so I can carry a tray. So I think that yeah. I would be the better person. I think it would have been a good pick. I have no issues with heights. And I, I, I think the type rope would have been fine for me. But 
Yeah, I think after reading that clue, I would have been like, this is you, Chantel. Time to shine. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I think you should do it, Phil. <laughs> just, for, just for the camera time. <laughs> that would be actually really funny. Um, but everybody seemed to do it. The first group of people were pretty good at it, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Angelo, D'Angelo was great at it. I was really happy that he stepped up and did it. And he didn't seem to have any problems with doing it. Like, he, no. he, there was full confidence. Like, he he just did it well the first time that he went around. I thought he was pretty good. And same with Hung. I don't think that she um, had any problems with it either. No, and actually, she surprised me because uh, I thought about it after. And I was like, you know, she's shown how like short she is. Um, and uh, I don't think that they were accommodating the the, the umbrella height and, and that for her. So she could have had more well, difficulty. Now, she probably also has a better um, center of balance um, because because she's shorter. Uh, but that would have been tough to, to do if, you, if you're short, I think. So, so she, she did very well there. The only team that had any issues, I think, was Alana had, had some issues with, with that task. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I've been surprised. Like, they haven't shown them that much. But I thought that they would be a little bit more together or more just more. I think that I just thought they would be better. They're just kind of a little bit messy, yeah. you know, and like they're not meticulous. I thought that they'd have like just be a little bit more regimented, a little bit more particular maybe about things. Like I just find that they're just kind of like scattered and all over the place. And I, I just didn't expect them to have that energy with their team. So I was surprised. Yeah. I know that she's afraid of heights or whatnot, and I get that. So her dropping, I think it was the bottle and drop, like she just was dropping stuff. I get it if she's scared, but I just didn't really expect her not to have it more focus. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, we, obviously we don't see if any other teams did fall or anything, but I think the fact that she was the only one that did maybe that's why they really harped on it. I, I, I don't know there. I feel like this team could do really well, but they haven't hit their, I don't think they're over their jitters yet on the race. I think they're still learning how this works. Um, and so that hopefully they figure it out before they're eliminated. It, yeah. It doesn't seem like they're super fans of the show. Um, they might've watched a few seasons and they knew to do some homework, but um, I don't know how amazing race versed they are. Now, what yeah. was the wheel called where they were spinning? Like D'Angelo called it the death wheel, but I don't know if that was the official name. Did they call it something? I did not get the name for that. It's some okay. sort of uh, the wheel. I don't know. <laughs> the, clown, the clown wheel of torture. I don't. <laughs> would, you, would you be scared to do that? Not at all. No, that that I love spinny rides. I, I love all that stuff. Spinny rides. People like spinny oh, rides. Yeah. Like cups. Love them. Love them. I mean, I, I go on all rides. I've had a, when I was younger, I had a season pass to Canada's Wonderland every, every year. Um, so I definitely am a big fan of rides and roller coasters, but I actually never really liked these cups after, because sometimes I would actually get sick if I didn't walk properly. Yeah. You'd actually really have to do your spotting and like, like, or so I got, I got sick and I don't, I don't want to ruin my time at Wonderland from getting nauseous. No, you know, I've never really had like seasick or anything like that before, but like one time I went on the teacups and I got so sick. So, 
not not a fan. Not good. No. But the other stuff, like scramblers and stuff like that, that are like at fairs, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. But not what the about the, the the like the gravitron one that no, that's, just... that's fine. That's fine. I, that's when fine the ground goes down and you're just like, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I do. Yeah, there's some guy that runs up and jumps up in the air. I don't know if this is something. I just popped into my head right now, but like I know you're a games master. Do you think we could do some sort of like scavenger hunty game thing where you had to get like stamps and stuff like that, like at Wonderland, like some sort of like, oh, yeah. how fun could that be? Like you had to get certain things and like different stuff that happens at Candace Wonderland, plus like getting ride stamps or ride this and like get a funnel cake and I don't know, get your picture taken with the big grizzly man or whatever, you know? We got a, that's reality realness 2021 summer games at Wonderland. There Is we go. Fun. We're on it. I mean, sign up, sign up today. Subscribe <laughs> and sign up. <laughs> I mean, I, I I think it's a really fun idea. I love scavenger hunts. I love rides. I love games. I think that we could maybe create oh, something yeah. really fun. Like have the arcade be part of it, the bumper cars. Like, you ready down? I'm on it. Does it make the I'm list? On it. Listen, Look, it's on the list. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, I'll work on that. Um, one. Adam says that um, like Alana and Leo um, warned us just because they have glasses doesn't mean they're smart. <laughs> Savage. Adam is correct. <laughs> well, I don't know if it had to do with smarts, um, the, the tightrope walking, but uh doesn't mean that they're going to be good at things. <laughs> Ron, yeah, you're enjoying this potential idea. Hide and seek at Wonderland. Like, F yeah. Yeah, that would oh, be fun too. Intertwine everything. Something's happening here. You, you've met Nick now before, right? Yes, yes. So maybe Nick could also help us conceptualize because, you know, he's a game master. I don't know if he likes rides or not. I can find out. But um, we could maybe coordinate Well, something. he doesn't have to go on, though. We, we'll so hope. Know, but, like, he might not just, like, have like, no Candace Wonderland. Did you right. go on there, I'm sure, before? Like, you're from Ontario. Oh, yeah. I went, like, uh, every year. Like, uh, I, I would go all the time. I love that. Well, and also though, just like maybe if we start, I'm like conceptualizing a whole series now, but like maybe it could be like landmarks of like fun landmarks of Ontario and like we could do one in like Casino Niagara area and have like some sort of like um, scavenger hunt and go to like the casino and get certain whatever and like the wax museum and like go to the, I don't know, that could be another yep. fun little thing. Oh my goodness, we'll do our own race. <laughs> well, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> oh God, I'll be on the bench ride near the swamp. Lazy river guy over here. <laughs> I guess, Ron, you don't like rides. I love rides so much. Um, when was the last time no. you've been to Wonderland? Pardon? When was the last time you've been to Wonderland? Uh. Two, three years, two or three years ago. Pretty recently. Yeah. So you know all the new new rides. You love the Behemoth. That's my favorite new one. Um. Yes, I like the Behemoth. I like the Leviathan as well. 
my all-time favorite ride is the Wild Beast because I, as soon as I sit on it, I don't stop laughing until I'm off. I love that ride. It's so I'm much like, fun. So as you love the the I call it wildebeest, but I love Mindbuster for the exact same reason. They're, they're right. posters, these ones, super old. Like they changed the the system, so you don't feel like you're dying as much as you used to, and so that was also part of the fun of it. Like you'd actually would fly out of your seat. Um, so there, it is a little more secure. So I'm not giggling as much. But I love the mind buster for yeah. I know all the curves and like the leans and the scream in the tunnel and like all that stuff. Like I know that ride quite well. But um I like it better than Wildebeest. But they're both on my top of like especially oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. coasters. And the Ghoster Coaster is my ultimate favorite. My, that was my first ride that I ever went on. Ghost but now back to the amazing race. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was really glad that D'Angelo did this task because, like, I didn't, I didn't feel as though Gary would have been as good as D'Angelo was for this. Like, D'Angelo seems as though he is very, he's pretty calm. It seems like he has really great balance. He has great focus. It seems, and he's not awkward. Like, I feel as though Gary might be awkward at times with like his yeah. long limbs, you know? And so I felt that D'Angelo really had a lot of finesse in how he, he did this task. And so I was very happy that he did this um, for sure. Um, so they- And even, even, even with the clue, uh, like clowning around, I think D'Angelo would have been like, if it was some sort of like be a clown activity thing, he would have been a better pick than Gary because I think D'Angelo's got such animation to him that like, and he's got like this energy. He would be a riot to watch for for that. So, Ben says, "Hi, Ben. How are you? Gary is the best. I like Gary, but I think that D'Angelo was better for this task. Um, no shade on on Gary, but he's a lot taller and less and a little bit more awkward, I would say, than D'Angelo is." Um, ooh, Adam says, I have a scheduler hunt for Niagara Falls already in the can. Organized it for friends, bachelor and bachelorette party. Adam, let's revitalize this and make it happen again. Like, I just want to do gaming stuff like Come this. On, Adam. Adam, make it happen. I'm into it. Ben says, hello to everybody. Hi, Ben. And... <laughs> optimal horse condition says that Gary is an octopus so you know there's uh, there's that <laughs> Ben says is it weird that I have a secret crush on Phil Coogan no nope. no nope. it's not, not not weird I mean is he someone that's been on our screen for a long time we like his philisms you know he's he's a fan of this this particular show that he's doing like he enjoys meeting these people like i think he really likes his job and i think that that's very attractive for somebody um so i, I can see that people could be into him oh yeah they dress him very well for uh, over the last 20 years too i mean there's very rarely when he's on the mat that you go i don't like what phil's wearing like usually it's pretty good so do you think how much do you think that phil makes per season well, I mean, it. Uh, I mean, for the longest time, that was like the Emmy award-winning TV show, right? So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's making a quite a quite a good deal, and he has other shows that he's done as well. So I, I don't know for sure, but he's. I mean, you. Th this is your world more than me, but I, I think uh, he does pretty well. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I was trying to, I'm trying to think maybe you had some stats with all your knowledge. <laughs> um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you made at least a quarter of a million bucks, like at least $250,000. Yeah. At least. Actually, probably more than that, because regular TV shows, um, not even super, like, they at least make 50000 per episode. So maybe he has something like that. Maybe it's like fifty or 100000 per episode, and which could mean over a million dollars for the whole season. If we look at like Big Bang Theory, they were making a million dollars per episode, and that's because they were super duper popular. So I could see him making at least 100000 an episode, actually, now that I think about it. He's going to he's gonna make a million dollars, I would say, for sure, for the season. Yeah. Because yeah. they only really had to pay two people. I mean, I know it's expensive, probably all the plane tickets and like crew and all this stuff, but it's not as expensive as like some of these big, like shoot them up, like car crash, like TV shows where it costs like a million bucks an episode. So I could see him being paid like a hundred thousand dollars or 50 to a hundred an episode. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. And it's such a, it's a family friendly show too. So the sponsors really love that this show too. And I mean, if you watch it on CBS they they have like the same sponsors all the time, so I mean, yeah, they're 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 getting quite a lot of money for them. Wait, sorry, I think it is more than two dollars. <laughs> wait, no, you, wait, you meant to see you put a hundred thousand. So I didn't realize. Oh, so many people um, had their thoughts here. So yeah, he's been said a hundred thousand, um, but I think he meant to say a million. Um, is this a fact? Oh. One point two million a season, or is that your guess? Because that's going to be about a hundred thousand oh. dollars. Good. There we go. Whoa. Oh, Unless he's wow. just, but I don't know. No way. Um, I'd boost his pit stop <laughs> outfits. All of them. Yeah. Oh, boot. Oh, no, you don't like them. Oh, you love Phil and his turtlenecks and his, his leather jackets. How can you not like them? Oh, they're like, like he, he, sometimes he even dresses a little bit like the, for the country he's in or, or that, or, you know, and oh, I can't believe that he looks great. <laughs> I he doesn't look. He he doesn't look like he should be wearing those clothes. Like, but the clothes are nice. <laughs> I've seen him in outfits where I'm like, well, maybe you shouldn't have worn that shiny shirt. That's a little bit too tight. Yeah. Uh, like a few times I've been questioning, but in general, I I appreciate the look of Phil. Um, yeah, it's a lot of moolah. Yeah, I think one two bucks. Um, Ron says 100k per episode. Okay, you're agreeing with me. Okay, cool. Ben read it in men's bag. Oh. Okay, I love getting information. Wow, holy stuff. Ben is on it. Kukin reportedly earns $100,000 per episode, which puts him at the 1.2 million per season. And there are usually 12 episodes in the season. Look at that. I wow. guessed it. <laughs> uh, Google, oh, Ron, Google, there we go, everybody. Ben says <laughs> Adam Jones, crazy. Well, just leave Phil alone. He doesn't. His stylist isn't, isn't you know, hip. <laughs> stop me. Stop him any day of the week. Okay, Ben. We'll see if we can get this happen. <laughs> Do you know anything about Phil and his like married life, or if he has a partner? I believe he's married. I believe he's married. I, I think so. I know. I mean, he's from New Zealand, and uh, I know that. Like when on the off season, he's back down there. He lives close to where his family grew up. Um, I don't know tons though. Though, though. he's quite, like, If you want to do a quiz, yeah. 
Phil Coogan for you next week. Yeah. He, he, I know he hasn't dated any of the contestants like another reality uh, CBS host did in the past. I'm talking about uh, Jeff EP. <laughs> Fair, but maybe he hasn't. He's just better at hiding it. True. <laughs> Very, very, very possible. So D'Angelo um, and Gary leave first, I believe. They didn't decide not to yield anybody. Um, and this is the first time that we're seeing next is that Will and James have a little bit of a, kind of a little bit of a curt way of speaking to each other about yeah. clues. Um, it, you know, they read it. Well. Yeah. And they're talking about like, it, you know, having the tightrope walking be a part of it. And James is like, you should do this. You're a dancer. And... Will really didn't seem like he wanted to do it. No, and, and uh, it was you need to you need to start doing these ones, or I can't do everything. Or he said something like that, and I was like, "It's only in leg two. There's only been like it's okay for the one person to do the first two roadblocks. Like you're, it's not the end of the world." Uh, I don't know what that that seems kind of like odd that he was so upset about that. And yeah, if he is a dancer. If I read the clue about clowning around, I would be like, well, you want the theatrical person to be doing it, well, whatever absolutely. it is. And so. I believe they still have the rule in place now that they have to do half and half of the roadblocks anyways, or you know what I mean? Like they have to do the tasks. So even if you end up doing the first five, that means you're going to be off the hook for the second five, you know, like, right. um, I think that personally that it's the pressure of doing the task that he didn't necessarily want to do that quickly again and have it all riding on him. It was probably difficult to do the Deo like in the steel drums and not be good at it right away. And like feeling that pressure, he probably didn't enjoy that. And so he was probably worried that it was going to be something that he might not be able to do that well and didn't know if he wanted the pressure again that soon. And his partner hadn't felt that pressure yet. So that's what I think was coming. Right. And maybe it's also partly, look, I, I, I know my partner well, and I need to push my partner to step up and do them. And so maybe maybe it's part of that, too, as well. Um, they said, though, then after, I could have gotten this wrong, but so Will is afraid of heights and James is not, or is it vice versa? Because they, um, they made the wrong... Whichever one... Yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought it was the one. I and maybe people can answer. I thought it was the one who didn't do it. Said he had he had a problem with heights, but it could have it could have been the one that did. And I'm still learning which one's Will and which one's James. Blondie is Will, I believe. <laughs> Blondie Will, we'll call it Will the Blonde. Yeah, <laughs> Will the Blonde. Maybe it was him. Maybe it was him who who has a fear of heights. I, I don't remember which one it was. Well, it didn't seem to come into play with him um, completing the challenge. So at least no, that, no. I guess it would have been more apparent if like, oh, I can't do this, I'm afraid of heights, if that came came up. Um, but he seemed to be, it's not that high. It's like six feet high. Like, I don't know. I'm not afraid of heights really either. And so like, I don't really understand people that have these extreme phobias. So I'm just like, no, nothing's gonna happen. But, <laughs> What's going on? But it could it could be again part of that editing. They wanted the audience to know that because something's coming in the future. Uh, but because uh, I know that that happened, I believe a couple seasons ago to to the team that won. The Scott was 
petrified of heights and he kept getting all the heights challenges and so so it could be foreshadowing to something that comes up i i yeah you're actually right this it's like this take a note of this um, will is afraid of heights <laughs> um, <laughs> so you're not afraid of heights you said did we i don't know if i asked you already but would you do the bungee jumping challenges and stuff like that oh yeah oh yeah i mean i'd be scared but i would do it but i'd be that'd be scared of that one yeah, I, I mean, I've done a free fall jump off of a 15-story apartment building, uh, just jumped off with, with with a rope around my waist sort of thing. So so I, I'd be cool with doing those kinds of things. I, I, I enjoy that. Um, I mean, I'd let you probably do them then since you are more <laughs> gung-ho about it. But I don't, I would do it. I would be like, okay, I'm scared, but like, I'll, I will take the leap of faith for sure. Um, when I was in Mexico in December, um, I was doing all these, these excursions. And so one was like an outdoor adventure excursion. And we went, the day that we went, we were super hungover because we went on this like pirate ship where it was like an open bar and whatnot. And so we had to go like early in the morning, we speedboat out and then we take these mules up the mountain and this Jeep tour up the mountain and we get to the top and then it was like zip line, zip line, upside down zip line, standing up the zip line, like rappel down. Like it was like, it was like, honestly, six hours of zip lines and rappelling while we're hungover. <laughs> and then, like, you guys, uh, you smell like tequila. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyways, we, we made it through. Um, the girl that I was with, Brittany, she she had had enough. She's actually afraid of heights because the last one was one of those super steep um, slide, water slides that was just like a straight drop down. That, like, that was how you got down or it took you like an hour to go down this long, 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 long path. And so I was like, Brittany, just do it. And she's like, no, man, I'm walking. I've done enough today. And so she just like walked down. <laughs> and I was like, man, this sucks, but I'm going to have to do it. So I did it. And it wasn't that bad in the end. It's like the, the lead up is a lot worse usually than how it actually is, you know? Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Even that leap of faith, it's, it's harder. Uh, whoa. Okay. Optimum horse. <laughs> I read that 30,000 people who bungee jump die forever each year um, and 60,000 fall and damage themselves permanently. No bungee jumping for me. 30,000 people yeah. a year die bungee jumping. That's still quite I a don't know. That seems like a lot. Let's just not go there. <laughs> <laughs> How many of them are attached to the bungee? <laughs> How many of this is manslaughter? <laughs> How many hit points did they lose? What's a hit point? Oh, like, oh, in a game, maybe? <laughs> he's, he's, maybe. He's like, saying it's <laughs> um, let's see. So what happened next? So yeah, so but we do learn though that James likes no Will likes the puzzle. No, James likes the puzzle. I'm confused. Ah, we'll figure it out. You I guys in the chat room, if you can figure out who was afraid of heights. Was it Will or was it James? Because yeah. James said I thought that he's the puzzle guy. Yeah, so then that would make me think he's not the Heights guy, but maybe, I Wait, don't know. Wendy did do the task, though, correct? The blonde one did the task, so that's Will, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm worried. I'm worried. Uh, whoa. Uh -oh. 
Will is fine. I like Will. Okay, yeah, it was Will. Okay, so then, though, can you please remind us of when I thought that James says that James is the hype person. Or maybe he, and, and Will was the puzzle person? I don't know. I don't remember. I, I didn't make my notes yeah. here. And that they, they made the wrong choice. Anyways. So the next part of the task that D, I think D'Angelo and Gary got there first, if I'm not mistaken, is they have to customize. Um, they called it a name that I didn't write down. Did you write down the name? Uh, no, the truck. Okay. The truck, <laughs> oh, that, the, the truck in Spanish. <laughs> Yes. Um, so you had to customize it. It was kind of like pimp. Did you watch Pimp Your Ride back in the early two thousands? Pimp My Ride. Oh yes, yes. Oh yeah. It was like that. Yeah, they had to like make it like that. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Make it like uh, you know, a quinceanera like trucks. And so it says in the clue, and even Phil states that. A lot of teams are going to get tripped up about the fact that they have to attach a horn. Yeah. Now, I think that if me and you were ever to go on The Amazing Race, I think that we would have to be like, let's read these clues out loud slowly once and go through each of the details before we just rush and start, yeah. in this case, decorating a car why do you think that so many people because it was written right on the clue it wasn't like something that they had to figure out was part of the decoration that was a little bit sneaky it was very clear that it was part of the object objective so a why do you think people just skipped over it and b do you think that's a good strategy moving forward for say if we were going on the show of how to be thorough with the damn clues yeah i mean uh, honestly I understand it. I'm somebody who is arm armchair quarterback here. I've always said, read the clue, read the clue. I've done uh, the charity races. We get to it and you are so fast. You want to do well. You go through that clue like that. You don't really read everything and you get into it. And uh, it, it, it's just that stress and pressure of the race that, that you're, uh, you just want to get it done right before anybody else shows up. Um, but yeah, read that clue. And honestly, I think it's read that clue. And then at least one of the two partners has to read it a second time. And just like when they're reading it, read it out loud to, to themselves. So that makes sense. So yes, but, I, but there was a lot of, a lot of teams, a lot of teams messed up that. So I get the adrenaline and I get like getting there and seeing what people are doing and just starting to copy them. Um, and then yeah. seeing them finish and being like, oh, well, I just have been copying them. Like all I can recognize that they're doing is putting up these decorations. But I think that the extra five seconds that it would take to slow down and be very just concentrated on reading the clue, it will save a lot of times of not knowing what they did wrong. And so that would be my advice moving forward is like, even if you want to be fast, take that extra second with the clue and be like, okay, so it says da 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 Okay, first we're going to go to, and you know what I mean? And just like, and talk back. So 
for instance, I'm going to talk another thing about a flight attendant. And so part of like our training, when say we're in emergency and we need to get somebody to help us do something in an emergency situation, we give them the facts as what they need to do. And then we ask them to repeat it and demonstrate, like mark what we just did. So like, do you understand? And they'll say yes. And then they would reiterate what we had, that we had just taught them. And so I think that that's something that needs to be reiterated because, you know, they're in adrenaline mode. They're not fully putting intention. They're just like, go, go, go. And it's like, no, repeat after me. You know what I mean? And then you are going to repeat it and you're going to remember it. And so I would be taking in that skill of getting somebody under duress to focus and be able to replay what I just did or what I said. Yeah. They, they were also given a clue in, in another clue in it, which was the, the judge Every time that they 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 were right, would actually get go all the way up into the truck and press the horn. Mm-hmm. And the fact that that was happening uh, probably should have been a clue. Like they're like, well, that's weird. Why is he Why is he going up into the truck and pressing the horn? So, uh, but you know, you're you're so you're so into it, like that that, that you might not notice those things. So. Yes, it was just it was just very frustrating. Um, rookie mistakes, I, absolutely a rookie mistake um, with people not reading that clue. It's kind of like one of the one of the tropes that you're like, read the clue. Anytime people are doing poorly, it's because they didn't read some important information. Um, so yeah, the horn is the missing piece. Um, Hung gets there as well, Hung and Chi, and she was always very afraid of her height being something that would be hindering her in this race, like if there's anything to reach things, which you were considering with the umbrella. But in this case, yeah. she was able to stand under, I don't know, the mud flap, I don't know, car turn <laughs> um, in front of the tire thing, and she was able to actually just stand there and be able to work effectively at a good height level for her. So I, I thought that was cute yeah. that she brought in that like, she she's small and mighty, but um, it's not going to hinder her doing well in this particular race so far anyways. No. And I mean, honestly, that truck must have been quite big. I mean, I, I, I know she's short, but like she's not that short and the tire was her size. Almost. So like, that was a big truck to be decorated there. So I, I like that it showed her under the truck and actually like getting in there and doing that's like good for her. Well, and even with them, I was very surprised that they missed that um, that yeah. piece. And he thought that maybe it was like the screws needed to be completely flush. And so I guess like also, I, I know that we're, we're being armchair quarterbacks or whatever, Monday morning, whatever, all that stuff. But like, I feel as if I got it wrong once, I'd be like, okay, hold on. Let's just go back and read the clue. Like we think that we did it all correctly right now. Instead of doubling down on what we've already done, let's see if there's something that we might have missed. Yeah, that's what, yeah. what I, how I go about it. Because um, yeah, it just it just seems. Hopefully, they just all learned, and they'll be like, "I'm going to be a little bit more particular moving forward." But they usually don't <laughs> at all. Once <laughs> in this, I guess they're in the second group. I think I don't think they're in the first um, group of teams. Um, they're in the taxi, and I think their taxi seems lost, and they were running around, and they seem lost. Um, oh, and it was Atlanta that was afraid of heights, too. Oh, yeah, I just dropped the bottle. Got it. But, yeah, the, the blondes, they don't seem to have, for me, any urgency in their gameplay. Like, what do you? how have you been feeling about them this episode? 
The, um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. What's her name? Caitlin and, and Haley. And Haley, sorry. And Haley. Um, I, I don't think that they've shown the full gusto yet the, of the race. Um, no, uh, they're a little quiet. Uh, I'm not really getting a good read on them. I, I was cheering for them because uh, I needed them to stay in it for the pool. Um, but uh, <laughs> but no, um, <laughs> but no, I thought they were the ones that um, when it was down to the three teams, uh, they were the ones that were like checked what was what was the wrong issue with the horn. So that was smart of them. Like they they asked and they got the information that they needed to do the change in the horn, and that snuck them ahead of the other two teams. So that was good. Um, so they didn't yield anybody as well. Um, and then no, we have Michelle, no. who apparently loves cars. She works in the automotive sales. She was super excited. She, she's coming across a little bit more as a tomboy that I was going to give her credit for at the very beginning. Um, and we were thinking that she's going to be the villain. I think that she's going to be the likable underdog between that, that team. Because um, it seems like Victoria is a little bit more, not snobby, but a little bit more... I'm better than you with her sister. She has like, there's a kind of like a, a, an unbalancedness in there. But I think I'm going to be vibing more with Michelle. Michelle, yeah. I love this team. I'm so glad that I picked them. And they did so well, these last two legs. They were the only team that was in the bottom five that got into the top five. And they were like racing hard. So they, they ran a really good race this leg. So, so Hung and Chi, what, did, did they reread the clue? Were they the first one to do that? I think so. Anyway, so uh, did I, they or no? Or did they look at his? Did they look at um, D'Angelo and Gary's? They left. Car? I thought they looked at it. Hung and Chi left first. Oh, so. okay. Then yeah, they they must have looked at the clue. Yeah. Like oh yeah, because I think that yeah, I think they're like oh my god, the horn, and they were said it so loud. Yeah. Okay, that was another thing I had to yeah. have. A, Keep information quiet. I say this in Big Brother. Stop telling people your business. Like, knowledge is power. <laughs> in the amazing race. If you figure out that, oh, my God, we didn't read the clue properly and everybody is not reading don't be like, it's the horn! And go and run back to your partner and then go and obviously, like, start connecting something. And then everybody's like, it's the horn! And they can figure it out. So, I mean... Maybe people are just not as cutthroat as I am, but it's for $1 million. That could change my life and my family's life forever. I'm going to keep the information about the horn to myself, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And that should have been that should have been what the uh, Alana, uh, sorry, Alana and um, Leo, that's what they should have done. They should not have told the girls mm -hmm. about the horn. Mm -mm. Oh, and there's some controversy going on about that decision. I'll, we'll bring that up shortly. Um, so Angelo and Gary, they didn't seem to have trouble with the Hornet because they probably read the damn clue because it wasn't yeah. wasn't inconspicuous. Um, so yeah, Hung and Chi left first again, which I was pretty impressed. And they get to the mat first. They didn't even really show them having any trouble or any any. <laughs> No race, whatever. You did really well this week. I'm not gonna lie, your teams were very good. Uh, yeah. So they're first. They win a trip or two um, to Switzerland from Travelocity, and I wanted to share something. So Justin said that the team, the green team from a few seasons ago, he says that because they won, I think it was five legs of the race, and and they won five trips. 
And so apparently they still have to pay the taxes on the trip. So any of the money that they actually were able to win, it actually, because um, I think second place, he said maybe got 50,000. Like there was like, there was like a oh. tier system of like the second and third place teams did get some money. And obviously the longer that you were in the game, you got probably your $1,000 a week um, stipend. But uh, he said that they didn't end up leaving, making any money because most of the money that we, they made pay for the trips that they took. <laughs> their their taxes and like obviously preparing to go to these other locations so he didn't actually make any really extra money maybe a couple thousand dollars were like to save but out of the 50 or 100 thousand whatever they end up making like they only really took home a very small portion of it when they paid for their trips that kind of bums eh that's kind of bum because because the trips winning the trips seems so fun and it, it, they make more money if they didn't win the trips. <laughs> well, so like, um, can I just take the cash value for that, please? Yeah. Or figure out a uh, way. Like, I don't. I just don't think that it's fair that the, the show doesn't pay for the tax. Tax. The damn tax. Yeah. Or give them more money well, to pay the tax. One of the two. That's a nice prize, though. Oh, definitely. I'll take the trip. I've never been yeah. to. Laughing at us. Um, always read the clue. Yeah, I know. Read the damn clue. It's just like it's something that you could control. And I always want to make sure that the things I control, I do as well as I can because the things that are out of my control, they're just that. So, okay. So D'Angelo and Gary get to the map second, I believe. And there's a there's obviously a person that is a local from the country. And so this, it seems like it was a Colombian soccer player. And so Phil was like, watch this. And so the soccer player has a soccer ball between his legs and he does a back tuck with the soccer ball between his legs. And then D'Angelo's like, I can do that. And just does a back tuck. Like I was, I was like impressed, but I think Phil must know that he can do a back tuck to be like, watch this. Um, yes. yeah. That was a moment. I was, I was, I was happy that he had some gymnastics training, and uh, you know, it was probably part of the cheer squad in high school, <laughs> as well as the football team. You know, and yeah, that's you know. your roadblock. If we have to do that, that's your roadblock. I cannot do that. <laughs> I can do cartwheels. I can do handstands. I could probably still do some walkovers if um for a million bucks, I can figure it out how to do those again. Um, I could probably still do the splits. But I don't think I can wow. do any tumbling unless maybe on a I can do it on a maybe a trampoline or into like okay. water. I, I can do a somersault, but you have to give me an hour to get back up. <laughs> Just say like <laughs> Just let me lay for a second. <laughs> we'll do it in in the in the ca- in the mines, in the caves. Like you can just lay down, you'll fall asleep. Into, into my sleeping bag. Obviously. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not even a somersault. Okay, I'll definitely do those tasks though. I can still do it. I can always do a somersault. <laughs> always. Um, so yeah, when when they get to the matters, I thought it was a cute moment. D'Angelo's like, look, what is, what's wrong with you, Phil? Like you're there, you're wearing a jacket. Like it's so hot. And Phil's like, you know, I, I'm not just standing here. Like you're running around. And so I, I thought it was funny that D'Angelo was kind of chirping Phil, you know, giving him, what are you doing wearing a jacket? I interacting with Phil like instead of him just being like the guy that says like 10 words at the end of the episode like when people have a bit of a relationship with them I enjoy that so I was happy to see them vibing a little bit um so okay so James and Will like are still at that uh, 
detour um and he doesn't want to read the clue again so james is like hey like we're not getting it right like let's read the clue, the clue, read the clue again and will is like we know what we have to do we just have to decorate this thing blah 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 blah, blah. and james didn't press him to be like just go in your fanny pack and yeah. give me the clue like i don't know why that that was a fight what i know that we were already talking about the fact that like they might become the villains of the season but why do you think that he just wouldn't read the clue I don't know. I, I get the vibe that um, that there was Will. Will was in a bit of a mood that day because he seemed to like. I don't know. Maybe the sleeping in the mines didn't work out for him, but he seemed to be in a bit of a bad mood because he was quite snippy with James throughout the day. I think that uh, looking back on it, they put that in there. I think, uh, yeah, you know, you should look back at that clue. That was a big mistake because they, as soon as they read that clue, they knew what they had to do, right? And there were also um, what, people that weren't that subtle about it, um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and, yeah. It's like, okay, I know you figured it out, but like, don't you don't want to be having a foot against people? It's happening all around you. Like, <laughs> I mean, like they're they're figuring it out. Like the fact that they just stood there and looked at the other teams and they couldn't see what was going on, what was wrong, and then the other teams are fixing it. I don't know. Not good. Um, and so. They finally figured it out, obviously. And I, if, if it was me, if I was James, I'd be like, oh, look at that. We didn't read the crew. But he kind of seemed like he was taking responsibility. as it, like, like, we watched every yeah. season. Like, we should know better than that. Like, it was like he was letting Will off the hook for the fact that he could have cost them the, the – the leg because he had the right instinct to read the clue as being someone that's a super fan of the show. And so I thought that if it were me, I'd be like, dude, I was right. <laughs> like I would have given him one of those. <laughs> US, I like, come on. Uh, uh, I probably would have too, but probably from a team dynamics and moving forward, <laughs> he's probably done the right thing there and just been like, we screwed up. I know that I talk like that in my relationship whenever somebody does something wrong. I hope they don't hear me. I always say, well, we did something wrong. We did, we did something wrong. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess it's true that everybody will know that Will was the one that could have screwed that up and that he was just maybe not making him feel that badly about it. But yeah. um I think it's also showing more about their relationship. It seems as though Will is more dominant, we'll say, in like how the relationship goes. And that I'd say, you know, James is more maybe submissive in his having his agenda be the one that's the loudest voice or be heard. So we're learning more about them. I still like them. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They are being a little bit, or Will is being a little bit snippy. And so I hopefully that changes. Um, I think it's the stress of the the race as well. Like it, it is a lot of pressure to do the first two tasks and feel like you have their game on the shoulders of your partner who is the super or the more super fan. <laughs> we <Wee>. sorry. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay, so um, second place we said was um, D'Angelo and Gary. Third place was Raleigh and Madison. We didn't really see much of them. I don't know if they heard or how they figured out the the horn thing, or if they just didn't have any problems with it. But they were out. They got in their third. Eswar and Aparna. We didn't really see much about them at that roadblock either. And then fifth place was Michelle and Victoria. So these are all. Your team, except for teams. Madison, but they're all your team. My, 
All your four teams are top five. Yeah. And and I, I, I love them. I think that they were all wonderful. I wrote down about um, uh, Riley and Madison. The only note that I had down for them for the whole episode was, we get it, you have beards. <laughs> I don't want that to be their storyline because they're like they, they seem like a strong a strong team and everything. But they like this episode, all they kept talking about was their beards, it felt like. And I'm like, what is this? This <laughs> you don't have beards because it's like you can't see their full face, kind of like the clown, clown face, like <laughs> their chin and like part of their lower jaw that like it just oh, freaked out. <laughs> is that what it is? No, I like beards, but I just was like, I, I, I don't know. I just was like, this seems to be like, this is how we're going to get to know you guys is the beard guys. You know I don't know. that they were put on the show because they have beards. Like, yes. beards are their personality. Right? <laughs> I'm not like, it, it is though. It's like, they are the beard team. Yeah. They were just probably, they can't, can't wait for the hashtag bearded brothers. Like, BB. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they just... They want that, so I think they're probably being encouraged to to talk up the beard, you know. Yeah. But uh, I I didn't notice specifically, but that's really funny. <laughs> that <stood out> <laughs> um. Okay, so at this point, though, the bottom teams are Will and James, and Alana and Leo, and um the the sisters, and Jerry and Frank. And um, Kelly and Lavon, and I'm like, uh oh, like the writing's on the wall here. And I was thinking that it was going to be for Jerry and Frank because we saw in yeah. the beginning, I was like, oh boy, we did see that already. That like they were focusing on their story, and then they didn't focus on their story at all. And then they're in the back of the pack here. I'm like, oh, and they're not reading the clue or getting what's going on. And so, Alana hears somebody or overhears someone that figures it out and then goes and tells Caitlin and Haley, the sisters and Caitlin. And I thought it was really, I mean, I know she's saying that like she likes them and she, they want to run the race with them, but like a don't tell people because that's going to help yeah. people in the back. And what the, how do I say this nicely, but Reddit and Twitter, they're having problems with Alana's choice for telling the only white team that was still running um, in that backpack that they didn't tell the, you know, the Olympic runners, they didn't tell Gary and, um, sorry, uh, Jerry and Frank. And so they were just like, oh, of course they didn't want one of the black teams to be able to win um they told the only white team and and helped them out and so a lot of people are saying yeah. that it might not have been overtly a racist choice but it might have been some subconscious conditioning of not necessarily want to play with people that look differently than they do and so that's kind of a bit of the controversy that's going on about alana and i don't know if leo is part of that conversation but with her telling the two girls about the clue what do you think right Wow, uh, that's uh, this is completely new to me. I I, I had not heard that. Um, I mean, it does suck. I mean, this is uh, reality TV 2020. We know, like, you have to be aware of these things. Um, and actually, I would say for the last few years, that's something that we 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 know you have to be aware of. Um, but also, uh, yeah, I, I feel like she shouldn't have told any of the teams. I mean, that was a big mistake. Not like. 
you weren't up at the front of the pack where where it's bonding. This is now like you tell them and they tell everybody else or they overhear it. Now you're all in last. Like and, and it's a cab ride. Like mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that that's not a that's not a that's not something I want to rely on is a cab ride to the end. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I have we haven't got to know them very well to know their why they picked that way yet. Um, like, I mean, we don't know if they liked them and they wanted to race work with them. With them. Yeah, yeah. It, it's tough to comment on that because we don't know them. Like, there hasn't been a lot of focus on them, so we don't really know what type of people they they are and what they're what they're what they're that's the one thing with the race uh you don't get to see those because it doesn't really come up a lot like where people have to talk about their opinions and beliefs so you don't know how they feel about certain things but mm-hmm. and so that's it, but, why, you know the twitter and reddit are kind of coming for them it's kind of like oh well it's like you had one opportunity to help it to like you decide to help the only team that wasn't that was a that wasn't black basically. So that's what it looks like when you just look at the facts on the screen. It's like you should have chosen nobody instead of choosing somebody that made it look a certain way. And I know she's probably not thinking about it. Maybe it is because she just really likes them, but it's also like, oh, it's interesting. The team that you chose to really like is just not a team that was of color. And so that's all part of those implicit biases that are completely unaware and subconscious. And so um, I thought it was interesting. Um, I hope she doesn't get any hate or anything like that for it because I don't think that she was being intentionally malicious there. Um, But I think it was very glaringly obvious of you know social social conditioning that she's not aware of of like how she chooses her friends and the people that she gravitates towards as wanting to work with and wanting to do well in the race because basically she's saying like i don't care the the four black people that are still on this thing i want to make sure that the two blonde girls make it to the end and move forward regardless of the level of friendship that they have and that's kind of what it looks like and so i understand why people might be like hmm i didn't think about it when i watched it I thought it was just a dumb move in no. general. Um, yeah. But when I hear people making those comments, I'm like, yeah, I understand that 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 could be something that was coming into play here. I didn't I didn't off the bat think about it, but I respect people maybe being offended by there being a lack of inclusivity oh. in oh, her, yeah. them telling some information. Yeah, I, I completely respect it, and it would be uh, it would have been a lot nicer to see it go the other way. Um, but unfortunately, uh, the one thing that I do wonder, um, me and you, I think we mentioned this last episode with um, Kelly and Levon. We were wondering how they are with the other teams. Uh, like, are they social? Because they seem kind of quiet. And so do Alana and Leo. So I'm wondering, maybe for those two teams, there isn't as much communication that has taken place between these two teams. I don't know. I would think, though, that Jerry and Frank are quite social when it's like downtime and like in the mine and all that i i would think that they're talking to people at least like i i don't that's the vibe i get so but jerry yeah. might be a little bit old and maybe a little bit stuck yeah. in his ways so he but, might not be but that frank cool. would yeah but frank yeah i think frank would get along with some people maybe like the volleyball yeah. brothers um but yeah i mean i think that also that played into it is the fact that the like the Levon and and uh, Kelly were Olympic athletes, 
that also happened to be black. And so I think there was also a worry of them being very strong and a fast team that happens to also be black. That was also going into play here because they, I think it was the sisters that said, um, like, oh my God, I'm going to be having a foot. I don't want to have a foot race against an Olympic running team. And right. so I think there's implicit biases. I think that does play into that. I do think that, you know, Alana likes the sisters better than she had gotten to know the other four teams. The why, we don't know. Um, yeah. I think also the fact that Kelly and Levon were Olympic athletes did fall into play. That, like, it's kind of like a happy accident, you know? Like, like well, at the same time, they're also really strong, so we can get them out without feeling badly. Yeah. Anyways, don't come for me. Yeah. I thought though that they, besides the um, the taxi driver not knowing where to go and, and not having like a charger for his phone, I thought that they did really well. Like they seem to have caught up um, from 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 that problem. Moment, I would have pulled over though. Would you have pulled over when the taxi driver didn't have a phone, like a, a charger, yeah. and was seemingly they, going in the wrong direction? Like I don't think I just would sit there and be annoyed. I think I would have to like get out, find somebody else, and like cut my losses. Yeah, the, and they seen when uh, when they showed it. I think that it showed them being like in the city, like at that point. So they probably would have been able to find a taxi, or at least get someone to get them a taxi. So I, I that that's a smart call. I probably agree with you there. That, that, that if he doesn't, no, his no, phone dies. Like you're screwed. So you might as well get yeah. out. It, yeah. Especially if it doesn't look like you're close to where you're going, and he doesn't seem to have a clue or the clue yeah. to where they're going. Yeah. Um, but so in spite of that, but in spite of that, I thought that those, that, that they, they really seem to be like, if they had like 10 more minutes or they had figured the horn out just at the exact same time as everybody else, they probably would have, well, they would have sprinted past them at the, at the pit stop. Well, like they, they were really close. Didn't tell um, Caitlin and, and her sister about yeah. it. I think yeah. that they would have been able to overtake them. And then I mean, Jerry and Frank did tell the girls after they figured it out, right? Like, I mean, so in some ways, Jerry and Frank also screwed up because like you're at that point, it was two teams that were left. And I think they told the other team, that's nice, but that's not great racing. Like, I mean, well, I that's think not so we should be. if we're looking at the optics, though, like, and, you know, wanting some camaraderie yeah. with culturally people that culturally look the same. Totally. Um, you know, I can understand them wanting to keep the other black team in within the race. Yeah, I can understand yeah. them wanting to have that be there yeah. too. Or, or even uh, they might have been a well. They didn't tell us about it, so let's tell them about it, and maybe both of our teams can beat that team to the exactly. match. I think that they were trying so, to yeah. show, like not be so cutthroat with somebody of their of their same similar background. So. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not mad at them for telling them because I, I would have hated if they were just there last and like everybody's gone. And that I like, I, I don't think I could have handled seeing them break down in that way and then be last. Like, I think yeah. that, I'm happy that it went the way that it did. Um, I didn't it want did. to, oh, yeah. but it ended up being a basically a foot race. So the, the sisters, um, Gary and wait, Jerry and Frank and Levon and Kelly where it seemed like they were leaving at about the same time, but they could have been like an hour apart. Like I have no idea what the actual time difference between them is. Um, but the sisters got there first. 
Then it was the father-son team. And unfortunately, LaVon and Kelly yeah. were the ones eliminated from the race. And it wasn't really a surprise for me. What about you? Um, after the first episode, I would say it's a surprise. Uh, it, it, it was it wasn't a surprise. The second episode, I found myself rooting for them um, more, um, but I can't say it was a huge surprise just because I think that it was just they were just too far behind. Yeah, um, and they don't seem to have like the innate like understanding of like how to play the race. Like it doesn't seem like they're strategic or that they like, they watch every episode and every season and like, they kind of understand the flow of it. So it, it's kind of like, they were just like, Oh, they're Olympic athletes that are friends for 20 years. Let's put them in the race. And it just doesn't seem yeah. like they were able to get their race legs um, quickly enough. And their skills didn't seem to translate for the, the types of tasks that had to be doing these first two episodes. So I definitely, I definitely felt that, especially after last episode that they weren't going to do very well. I didn't think that they had the interesting, weird like abilities to be able to do well in this race. So I, I was disappointed because yeah. they're from my team, um, especially because I think I was going back and forth between them and Gary and, and chair and um, D'Angelo. I think those were, I think it was at the same time, like the same yeah. for me. And I was hoping that they would have been better. Unfortunately. Wow. They were a good team though. I liked them. I wanted them to yeah. have a, more time to do better, but they just didn't have it. They just didn't have the, the amazing race drive. Yeah. But you their, have their memory, their memory will always be that they outran those goats in that first line. That's, <laughs> that's going to be their, their thing. So and what they also says that they've hugged more time on this race than they have hugged in 20 years. Oh. So, it's nice to hear that at least their relationship has maybe deepened so they have like more of a special connection. So I am pleased about that. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I wrote down for this episode. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? And I guess our new survey. Yeah. Come up with um, hard as F like quiz for you. I just, you're going to stump you. Oh, come on. No. Yes. I will uh, next week. Well, well, let's go. Let's here's what the survey will be. And we're going to ask all of our listeners. We'll put up the link and we'll ask everybody to, uh, to comment uh, and fill it out. Um, so our first question, um, we'll ask you to answer right now for us, Chantal. So are you happy to see the yield is back in the game? Um, I don't think I care. <laughs> well because it's not that impactful and i don't think that i would use it unless i was one of the bottom like back two teams so or like or like the second group of like flights and so i don't think for me i would want that to be part of my race just because you know, I know that the, the, the producers want to have drama in there. I know that they want to have like some sort of race friction between the different teams. I get that that's why they introduce these things to kind of snake them. And that's part of the game. So I get it. I just don't know if I want to start any bad blood with any teams. I just, I would want to, I would want personally want to run a clean race. And so I don't 
care that much about these things that hurt another team um, because somebody could use it that to hurt my team. And I would hope that I wouldn't want to start people targeting me for other things that might come down the road. So I don't really care about it because if I was racing, I'd probably be in the front of the pack. Just, just saying. Um, and so <laughs> I'd only probably use it if I was at the back and it was going to save me that round. And the person that I used it on was going to go home. All right, so you're not yielding anybody for a trip to Switzerland. Just yield it, like like for the trip? No, not not not. No, no, no. Okay. No, would you? Well, uh, see, me and you are so different. In some ways, like my mentality in the races, all tools that are given to you are allowed to be used, and I feel like if you're given this, I don't think it's going to necessarily make too much of a difference, but I think that there's certain times that it could. Uh, and if you can knock out a team that like you're worried about with it, I think you should use it. Like, I mean, if there's a, if a team's having a bad day and they're really strong and 20 minutes and you're, it's the last task before the pit stop, put it on them and let's just play. But, you know, there's also the U-turns that come up as well in the game. But I would play my U-turns too, so who knows? Um, I mean, I would consider the U-turns more because it's more likely that they would... I would want the person that I use it on to not be in the game anymore. So yeah. just because I wouldn't want that action to come back to haunt me. Um, like, I, I just don't know if the style of games that I, um, race that I want to run would be running away from people, like, wanting to target me. I don't know if that's what I'd prefer. I think I'd want to just be in the front and people want to work with me because, like, they think I'm nice and I'm fun and maybe helpful at times. I just don't know if I would want to be the backstabbing team. Like, oh, don't just make sure they're not in front of you because they're going to U-turn you. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's, I don't know if it's Kill them with kindness. That's what you want to do. <laughs> All right, all right. Social, social game. All right. Now, this is, this is kind of a funny question based on what the tasks were. So this for this leg, which task was the hardest? Was it finding the yield hourglass in the salt mines, the climbing the stairs and delivering the item to the square, the circus roadblock, or the attention to detail truck challenge? Um, I think the attention to detail truck challenge was the most challenging. Um, I yeah. think because all the teams started piling up and then people were getting confused and didn't know what was like, why people were getting it and why people weren't getting it. Um, there seemed to be a lot of anxiety and like, like frantic energy at that um, particular task. And so people weren't just able to take it at their own pace, really. There was, like, the, everybody's energy was amping energy. it up. Like, pit stop. Like, you know, it's just, like, so frantic that I think that that was the most challenging part is to being able to, like, focus on your task, focus on your team. Everybody else is not involved in this. Let's get this done and move forward. Um, I found that it was the most difficult to get that task done effectively. So I'd say that one. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Though the challenge of having all those clowns around me would be challenging. I'm doing that task. I think the, mo the, the most challenging task, I think, was the, was the truck. Um, which, uh, after the last two legs, which amazing race team do you think right now is the strongest in the race? Um... Would you give it to the two first place places for Hung and Chi, or is there another team that you think is the strongest in the race? 
Um, well, I'm just like, let me just go through the top three. I think I'm going to give it to Hung and Chi because I like that even though like, I thought that they were going to be a team that got frantic, like that energy that um, allows you to make mistakes. I thought that they would, they would have that when things kind of went out of order and um, they don't, they seem to be still quite level-headed and, and pretty meticulous so, or methodical. And so I think that they're the most consistent. Their little mishaps are not game like crushing. Like it's like, oh no, we didn't read this properly. Okay, let's go back and do this. Like it, it, like yes, they didn't read the clue, but like they when they they fixed it quickly and you know, I think that they fixed their mistakes well. Um better than the other team so far. I think close second would be Riley and Madison. Um but with them losing their taxi driver today, um, I think that that maybe be like, okay, they're not as good as I thought that they were. Um, and so that's why they didn't take the, the first spot for me, but I still think that they're going to win. Uh, Riley and Madison right now to me, I feel are the strongest team. I feel like, uh, the cab was a misfortunate situation for them, but I feel if that, th that didn't happen, they, they would have checked in quite or er quite early in, in the leg. So, um, uh, which team do you think will be U-turn next leg? Or, or or will there be a team that will be U-turn? The first U-turn's coming. Um, it's going to be used by somebody in the back of the pack. So, man, I, what if Alana does it to, like, Gary, Jerry and Frank or something? Uh-oh, the people would come for her. Um, I feel that the only thing that talked about potentially using the yield was were the sisters, um, yeah. Caitlin and Haley. And so yeah. I feel as though that they're kind of in the bot the back of the pack a little bit. It doesn't seem like they're going to ever be racing in the front. And so I wouldn't be surprised if them or Alana and Leo used it on who was ever behind them, which behind is them. maybe actually Jerry and Frank. And so I wouldn't be surprised if either of those two teams used it on them. Watch out Reddit. Look out Reddit. It's going to get crazy. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Uh, okay. If you had to U-turn a team yourself, which team would you U-turn in the next leg? So if you had to in the next leg. I had to U-turn. And which team am I in the race? <laughs> Well, you're Chantel and Phil. We're there. We're we're oh, there's there's a, there's ten teams instead of nine, and we have to yield right now. Uh, oh, we're in first. We're, oh. we're totally up at the front. We're doing great, but they say no. You have to. You have to. U turn somebody. Um, I would probably U turn Hung and Chi because I think that they would be the less likely to be vindictive and try to come back for us. I think that they would take it um, more in strive than the competitive brothers would like any of the competitive teams, like the footballers yeah. or like the, you know, basketball, like they're, they're competitive and they would probably want to strike back. And so I would definitely not use it on any of those teams and hung into are probably the strongest ones there. So um, I would probably do it that with them because I think it would have the least repercussions. Nice. All right. Well, we want to hear from everybody else. So make sure we'll put the link in, in, in everything and you fill it out and let us know what your answers are. 
And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next episode. Looking forward you to you. Talked a long time today. Yes. Woohoo! <laughs> no, I love it. I'm gonna think of a nice little quiz for you. I'm gonna stump you. I'm gonna stump this film. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. See if you can get a perfect score. Yeah, right. Um, no. If you guys have any questions, or if you have any, you know, quizzes or questions that you want to share with me that I could share with Phil um, to stump him, that would be great. Obviously, if you could fill out the survey because we do like hearing what your opinions are and it gives us like some talking points of like how people are perceiving this, this season we love it we love you guys in the chat because that also makes it fun as well so thank you for participating uh leave some comments we love them we read them all we'll respond to all of them if you haven't done so already please subscribe right down over there subscribe please help us get to a thousand subscribers that is what our next big goal is like this video if you like it <laughs> even if you don't like it we love the, uh, the analytics for the algorithm of YouTube, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and ring that bell so every time we go live, you will be notified. And next time live will be tomorrow for The Masked Singer with Jonathan Oliveira. So join us for that and chat with us in the chat. We'll be doing a live reveal on tomorrow. Because we, we watched oh. this up into, take it off, take it off. Okay. So... We'll do that part of live with you guys. So join us, please. So Phil, do you have anything that you want to share that people need to follow you at or social media stuff or events? Uh, oh, uh, well, right now I'm still just on Instagram. So p.gorlite, but I am promising I will make a Twitter account. I'm going to start from the bottom and move all the way up with reality realness. So yes. gonna, maybe, maybe it will be a reality realness Twitter. We'll see. We'll <laughs> <laughs> okay well it was, obviously it was super great chatting with you i had a super duper fun Wonderful. time i can't wait till next week and i can't wait to see the episode next week to see like, whose team is gonna fall in the back i'm kind of worried about my team right now but i think i do have the winners but i'm still worried i'm still worried but it's been great love talking with you <laughs> bye phil bye <laughs>